0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Justine Stafford. Of course, lots of you would have seen her on television recently. No worries if not. Justine, how are you?
1: Thanks so much. I'm good, Kieran. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, what was the TV experience like?
1: Very interesting because you go from doing everything yourself online you have full control over what you create and then you're working as part of a group um, which was just such a new experience and again that was great because you're working with people that I know from online as well other comics who I'd worked with some of them before but it was just great to get all of us together as a cast and just throw out ideas
0: Yeah because I mentioned no worries if not lots of other people will know you from uh, the online world Mm. the the information (laughs) superhighway Um,
1: (laughs) I haven't heard about the internet (laughs) Uh, The internet yeah
0: exactly Um, because that's where you cut your teeth We might talk about that in just a moment, but what was the dynamic like when you got together? Uh, For the TV show.
1: So this was just after, I suppose, lockdowns had stopped. So initially it was just the five of us coming together. It was such a dream to actually be in the same room as someone and to throw out an idea and hear physical laughter because for the last two years we were just, you know, read lol online, which you can't really (laughs) put a noise to that. So it was just great to have all of us together just pitching ideas because, again, for the pandemic, for so long we'd all just been stuck in our... Houses losing our minds. And it was just great to be able to come together and try and create more funny stuff. Because again, during the pandemic initially, it kind of felt like, is this a time for jokes? Is this a good time to be Mm. having the crack? And the, the biggest eye opener was that, yeah, it was. Because people wanted a distraction from the news, the depressing news every day that was coming in. And you wanted something just to take your mind off things. So it was just great that we'd all kind of had so much positive feedback and success during the lockdown that we could now come together and try and create something for T V.
0: And is it chaotic? I mean, when the four of you are sitting there writing?
1: Well, yeah, the five when we all came together it was to be honest, guys, like there was yeah, there of was four and myself, so there was five in yeah. total of the main cast. But to be honest, uh, it was very respectful. You know, you'd you throw out your ideas, and it was great though as well because awkward respectfulness <laughs> at the start. The, no, <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, very funny, Killian, <laughs> <But, you. yeah, laughs> good man, good one. But that's the thing. That's what you want. That's what I desperately want as well. Because again, when you're on your own during the pandemic, you're like, is this even funny? I'm losing my mind. I don't even know anymore. So it was great to have someone to be. You can you know you can gauge. Is this a, is this a polite laugh? Or you actually laugh and you think this is funny, which is just what we all needed. Like, So it was just great uh, to come together. And again, because it was interesting because we all had online characters that we've created as well. So a lot of us were even pitching stuff that were like, I'd love to create something with that character you do. So there was a lot of that as well. Oh, so right. It was, yeah, it's very interesting. Very, uh, just a really um, complimentary experience, really to think like, wow, yeah. you actually want to create something with me as well.
0: And then it, when, because I don't, know this this is why I asked I mean is is the meeting of kind of rubber and road then when TV kind of editors and producers get involved and then it's like right this is all great and it's all chaotic and good fun and everyone's laughing but now I've got to put a bit of structure on this and there's got to yeah. be a bit of a narrative arc on the show mm-hmm. and all of that
1: Yeah so that's when the first three days we kind of met and we had some just three days of writing so that was just throwing everything at the wall and seeing how then you kind of piece a jigsaw together of how can we now pick and choose aspects of this that will make sense to put into a long form piece, uh, which we didn't do, we left that up to the producers and people in yeah. charge. Like, yeah, that's we do the funnies. You sort out the structure. So uh, that was how that kind of thing came about. So it was the initial I was coming up with ideas, and then kind of the the team of producers and that put the structure together for it.
0: And I'm sure you must like 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 anyone like actors as well. I'm sure you look at the finished product, and there's a bit of you that goes, oh,
1: "What did they do that? What they got rid of that bit, or why did they put that there?" You know, that's the thing because from what I do online, I would edit have full control entirely mm. of myself so again that's I think anyone going to have that experience is like you're giving up a certain percentage of the control uh, and you know you have to be willing to do that because you wouldn't have any show without it you're not able I'm not a TV bloody producer I can't do all that myself so you have to kind of give and take a bit with that, that as well then you're grateful because you've gotten such great camera quality mm. and you've gotten you know props and all that as well so there's give and take in all of it Is
0: TV still where it's at, ultimately? Like, is that where you want to get to?
1: It's such an interesting one because you're watching some of the... From that show in particular, you're watching clips back and you're thinking... I, I should be watching this on my phone I should be watching this yeah. you know on a screen as opposed to a TV screen uh, but at the same time I'm kind of feeling at the minute I'd like to get more into long form like TV like the likes of Sharon Horgan and everything that she does like the series Bad Sisters just got renewed for a second season and oh, I haven't started it yet. That, oh, sitting there on waiting
0: it. on the shelf yeah. yeah do
1: you know the worst thing was I started it because it came out like once a week Okay. which I do love but at the same time I just want to binge it all in one go you know when you're like and that's so how you're long in are good, the episodes? oh Fifty minutes. Alright, okay. Yeah. So you're in a good position now. You can sit down one day, get them all out.
0: Yeah, I love it. I kind of nearly afraid to go mm-hmm. for it now, you know what I mean? It's been sitting there on the shelf for a little while. But yeah. anyway, it's getting recommendations left, right, and yeah. centre. Um, is that a uh furrow you would see yourself planning in the future going across the UK, like so many others have done?
1: Yeah, it's definitely something considering because there's so many that I know there as well. A lot of friends that I know that are there and there's just far more opportunities because I think here in Ireland, really orty is, you know, the, the big gun. There's no real other kind of avenues to really explore. Um, there's just is and as much investment in it as well as the thing like everyone was so excited about our show coming out that it was like finally there's more comedy and there just isn't yeah,
0: Republic of Telly was probably the yeah, last thing before you What's which just so
1: yeah long ago now that's a that's, good few years ago yeah exactly but that's the thing it's like there just unfortunately isn't the investment in it that there isn't compared to in the UK where there is far more opportunities to go there and do that kind of thing uh, and that's definitely something that I'm considering um, because I just, I, I do see myself getting more into that longer form writing and creating for TV.
0: It's funny, we we were in the UK in London a couple of weeks ago at the show and we were speaking to a few comics, you know, Irish comics who were who were over there and they were making, so, so some of the points you're making and they were also making comparisons, they said the UK as well has still very much a kind of a traditional route. To success in terms of, you know, you go out, you do the comedy clubs, and Mm -hmm. every town, small little towns, have a comedy club, or the pub on certain nights of the week is a comedy club. And you do the circuit, you Mm -hmm. do the rounds, and you build up a bit of a fan base and you get there and they were saying that doesn't really exist in Ireland there are comedy clubs but not to the same degree Yeah, as the UK
1: Oh completely and that's it's so interesting because even comics that I know in the UK that are based there come home and do gigs so often in Ireland still and there's like even the example of Sean Burke who's based in the UK came home to do the show here in Ireland Yeah, and as you know so it's, it's interesting because I think you'll always still be coming and doing stuff in Ireland at the same time it's not always going to be based in the UK
0: That. Um, initial successful that you met with, and you mentioned it, and we did earlier the information superhighway. I mean that that is that is the model now, isn't it? for people here. Like, that was the model for nearly all of you in the show. It's mm. the model for so many others. I mean, it's gaining an online audience.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting because I started, I actually did stand-up before I started doing really? videos. Yeah, it was like 2017. I was working in Joe.e at the time and I was making memes and uh, videos there. And people in the office were like, would you not just stand-up. You'd be great at it. And I'd never even considered doing that. So then I ended up doing gigs and was gigging for a good bit then. Sorry,
0: what was that like? The the decision to do it and then actually doing it?
1: Uh, It was actually great. I ended up doing it on my birthday. So then the whole club (laughs) sang me happy birthday. So I don't think they could have disliked me. You know, I had that in my favour anyway. But then, you know, the guy who ran the club asked me to come back. So like, well, that must be a good sign. I could do that if I was bad. Um, But again, and I've done it and I've done festivals and last year we got to do Vicar Street, which was amazing. But at the same time, I still prefer acting and writing and doing sketches or writing for like yeah. TV or shows like that, as opposed to like my dream wouldn't be to do an hour long straight stand up show. I could do I could see myself doing like a combination of videos and visual stuff on screen as well as music and stuff, but I can't see myself doing a full just hour long show like that. I'd rather have it multimedia because that's what I do online so much of now that I'd love to incorporate that into a show. Um, but I could see myself doing that, but I'd still rather be doing I think writing and acting in things, in comedy stuff.
0: And uh, we, Al Murray, you know, the pub landlord, mm. uh, was on, he was on the show yesterday and um, he's got a show in, in Dublin on Vicar Street this coming Sunday and he's got this great history podcast that we were talking about as well. And, and he was making the point that he kind of can get away with, he can kind of get away with saying anything to a degree because he's carved out his niche mm-hmm. you know what I mean and people know yeah. what they're going to get and he's been around so long that you know he he has that comfort and he, he suggested he felt a bit sorrier for younger comedians that you know that there's a scrutiny there mm-hmm. about what they say and you kind of touched on it like should we joke about you know COVID yeah, Is is the time yeah. to I don't think he would have had any qualms about mm-hmm. cracking a few COVID jokes early on Yeah, because again he you know He's got he's the yeah comfort of wealth say there, <laughs> Justine. but um I mean is it something you're conscious of in your writing
1: well it's more so like say if people came to see me live it's very different to what I do online like it's very just straight stand up jokes as opposed to you know like I'm doing m- mad different sketches online so it's never it's always something in the back of your head that you're worried of but I mean you could you know <laughs> I don't know where you draw the line uh, because I think it's um there's always something. I don't think you're, you're always at risk regardless yeah. of what you put up. You just put up a picture of the sun and, you know, someone could, you know, uh, have, take offence. at. I find online, Twitter's great for positive people who are always just eager to yes, support that's true, you. that's true. That's uh, true. You'll never find any negativity on there. But I think that's part and parcel of it. It's the same as like, going to a comedy club and getting heckled that's what you're doing with online comedy like that's your equivalent of trolls I, coming at yeah. you so it's well, I guess
0: though in a comedy club most people and I heard another comedian describe it this way because I'd be in the same category I think as, as lots of people listening to this where you're terrified at the thought of having to do comedy um, and they said yeah but if you forget most people who pay the ticket they want to be Yeah, uh, that you know they're already generally in a good mood coming in mm-hmm. you know what I mean you're kind of pushing an open door is what they're suggesting online it's a bit different you're kind mm-hmm. of exposing yourself to people who might think Who's this just, what's, what's, you yeah. know, what's, what's this picture of the sun doing in my timeline?
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's, I think you have to reach a point where regardless of how much you get so much positive feedback, I think there's a tendency to focus on the negative, that one negative comment. But I think you have to reach a balance of saying, I can't take the good stuff too seriously either because, you know, they're two halves yeah. of a whole. I can't take either too seriously. If I If I take the positive stuff seriously and then disregard it, it's, you know, you have to just...
0: Is there a skill, Is that a skill you to learn to, to uh, you know, not focus on the negative?
1: Oh, absolutely! Like I remember when I started in Joe, I would be heartbroken by any negative comment, and that wasn't directly even on me. Like say I was putting that out on Joe's channel, so it wasn't even directly on it's me just at like that point. A
0: yeah, like, exactly.
1: Oh. yeah, You know. <laughs> was that you? Did you <laughs> Oh, oh I mean, my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean. I was having a bad day. <laughs> but um that's the thing and I cuz again I was this was the earlier days of the internet as well. So there wasn't any comparison to be like people have gone through this experience before. People have received so much negative comments online. I know someone going through it, I can relate. This was those early days where it was just negative comments and there wasn't really anyone talking about that experience. Mm. So definitely I had to develop a tough skin and a harder skin for it and you do then in time but it is something you have to learn and I do feel for particularly very young people that start out now on the internet, like they're growing up on it. I grew up with it I suppose is the difference whereas yeah. kids now are exposed to it constantly and that kind of like it's it is honestly like just insane to me the kind of comments you can see online.
0: Yeah, you kind of don't you? you imagine the people posting them as well are rational actors. You know, you kind of imagine them almost like a version of you and therefore mm. you take them seriously. And you kind of have to remind yourself... Sorry, this could be like this could be a drunk seven year old. Exactly,
1: but that's the thing is, like, I I don't think you can take someone seriously when they don't have to put their face or their name to anything. If you want it like as in how many, you hey, want I me to take you seriously? I put my face and name to your crap <laughs> meme
0: Twitter, right? I was proud of that.
1: <laughs> but that's that's exactly it. Yeah, as you're saying, like you have no idea who, and you can hide behind the internet. So I just like, I think you can take it seriously. And I thankfully I'm so grateful that I did reach a point where I don't now because. Truly, it was at so many times it made me not want to keep creating because yeah. it could just knock you for days, something like that.
0: Well, you are continuing to create. I am a big, big believer in allowing people to engage with shameless plugs when they're here. Is there <laughs> anything you want to shamelessly plug?
1: Well, there is just a project that are. there's a few of us working on now for Christmas where it's going to be on the Sugar Club on the 7th of December, um, where basically a lot of comics are creating. A Christmas number one, or trying to. So oh, we're wow. all, yeah, creating a Christmas a Christmas song in the hope that we will one of us will create a Christmas number one. so wow. It's gonna be a live then, show them.
0: And then you will have the comfort of wealth, like Al Murray. And you then go. you don't have to worry about
1: whatever you do.
0: You can say whatever you want. I've Justine, made it. Made all right. It. Listen, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, Justine Stafford. Thanks a million for joining us here in the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four
0: on news talk